to The Wrap here at NRM Streamcast. I'm Ethan. Sitting alongside me is Stephen in Ellington here at the Jim Reels Friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios in Farmington Hills. How you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Yeah, man. Feeling great. Feels like we were just here like yesterday. <laughs> it does, and it feels like we're going to be talking about the same stuff again, except for there's a good possibility during this episode that the Big Ten will cancel its season. Yep, and, and I'm possi- monitoring that right now on Twitter. And possibly the Pac-12 and who knows who else. I mean, yeah. the MAC already called it quits. The, the Mountain West called it quits. Old Dominion called it quits. <laughs> Seems like it's going to be everybody except for the SEC and ACC, pretty much. And it's I funny mean, that you bring up Old Dominion, because I remember seeing uh, just this morning, actually, on Twitter, um, College Football Reddit's Twitter account tweeted that it's kind of funny that Notre Dame, who's, who had been independent for so long, finally joined a conference in the, in the ACC, and we'll talk about this in a little bit with some of these other teams like Michigan and Ohio State, but it's funny that now all these other teams with their conferences opting not to play are now going independent, so they kind of did a 180 there. Uh, also, the University of Massachusetts called it quits uh, earlier today or last night, I believe. Yep. But the the big thing is, and I saw this tweet on, I saw this tweet this morning, and it was from Colin Cowherd, and it was kind of like a little a little stab at you know the big Ten, not the Big Ten the uh, the the Mid American Conference the Mountain West Conference UConn and Old Dominion saying, unfortunately they're only canceling for this year. <laughs> for people that don't understand, there are superstars in the NFL that came out of those schools yeah, and those sure. conferences. So, I'm kind of offended by that by that comment. First of all, because I went to a Mac school. Colin Coward. I like Colin Cowherd, so, but, but he, I was offended by that comment. He loves offending people, though. I, I know he does, but I, st- I mean, I'm a fan of his. For sure. And that comment kind of took me back being like, hold on. Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger, our very own Detroit Lion, Kenny Galladay, all from Mac schools. And then you got you got a few guys who are not as well known, but. Yeah. I mean, I get it when you say Old Dominion, because I really don't know of an NFL player from Old Dominion. And I mean, we had a few from UConn, uh, that the running back a while back. Um, who's I'm blanking on the name. I'm not sure. He was in the NFL for about ten years. I I, I can't remember his name for for many but like, reasons. But like, I do see your point that it's not the NFL players don't exclusively come from the Big Ten, SEC, ACC, Pac-12, Big Twelve, whatever. Yeah. They a lot of them do come. And I mean, you might you might have mentioned I was over here watching for the um, Big Ten update, so I'm not sure if you mentioned this name, but Khalil Mack even came from yeah. Buffalo. So yep. some of the best players in their position in the NFL don't just come from those Power Five schools; they come from all over the place. I mean, you got also Adam Thielen, who went to Minnesota State. A D three school, he's one of the he's one of the top receivers in the league, probably yep. top fifteen at least. Oh, probably he came from a D three. Yeah, uh, you got Carson Wentz who comes from North Dakota State. I mean, most people might say that North Dakota State could beat up on Old Dominion and UConn and maybe some of the MAC schools, and they might not be wrong. North Dakota State is a powerhouse in the FCS. Yeah. They're they're fun to watch. I watched um a few of their playoff games. I think it was last year or two years ago. They they're a fun team to watch. But we're gonna jump back to the Big Ten and over this past week, it's you know, are they gonna play? Are they not gonna play? What's happening? Well, they had a vote yesterday, 
where it was 12-2 in favor of shutting down the season. Iowa and Nebraska were the two schools to hold out. Um, And then we heard comments from Jim Harbaugh. We heard comments from James Franklin, from Ryan Day, about canceling the season might be the wrong move, but looking at all the options, possibly postponing until the spring, or if the Big Ten does decide to shut it down, looking at other places to play would be the way to go. And I'm more for the, the, the opportunity of possibly being able to play in another conference for a year. But I worry about this, too, because if you're a Big Ten school and let's say let's say you're Michigan and you get an offer from the Big 12 and an offer from the SEC to go play in that conference for one year, I got to take the route that's going to be best available for me for travel. Yeah. And that might not be the SEC. The, the the Big 12, a lot of those schools are closer to you. First of all, I also believe you'll be more competitive in the Big 12 than you will be in the SEC. But I feel like you could say that about most of the Big 12. I, I, really. I think you can too, yeah. especially Nebraska, who also wants to look elsewhere. If I'm Nebraska, I'm thinking, go to the ACC where everybody's trash except for uh, Clemson and Notre Dame this year. But, I mean, maybe— and North may- Carolina. North Carolina. They might be on the up-and-come. They got a nice maybe. QB. Maybe. I mean, I love Mac Brown. I was also a big Texas Longhorns fan growing up, too. Really? Because I loved the burnt orange uniforms, and, you know, having Vince Young as your quarterback didn't hurt. Texas and Ohio State. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And I traded in the— Orange from Texas for the orange for Bowling Green, but uh, but no, but looking ahead, which conference? First of all, would you guys prefer to see Michigan or Michigan State or one of these Big Ten teams join, and then, or would you be more for them pushing the season to the spring, and still having the Big Ten season, but just in the spring? I think I'm more towards the spring. I think you've seen. A lot of, especially like high school sports uh, in California and different places down south, they move football and I think basketball all to 2021. And I think it's clearly, it's not it's not flattening the way that we wanted it to. And you see some players have tested positive from certain reports that um, some of these coaches have released. Uh, there was a player at UMass that tested positive. I believe Penn State had a couple that tested positive. So... We don't know how long this is going to happen or how, when is it going to go away. So I say 2021, let's see how it works. Steven? Yeah, I mean, I think for me it would be interesting to see how dividing up into these other conferences would work. Um, I think it would be interesting to see if it would be more of a uniform thing where the Big Ten would just go straight to the SEC or straight to the Big 12 or if they would somehow divide up so where you'd have like Michigan, Michigan State go to the Big 12. Like we were mentioning, they'd probably do a lot better there. And then say like Ohio State and Wisconsin go to the SEC or something because they'd be more competitive there. But I think overall there's just so many questions that would need to be answered with getting these teams involved with these other conferences. As we mentioned, the SEC is trying to get that one-time waiver for these teams to come in and play with them for just this one time. But I think for me, there's just way too many question marks around it to where it it would just be more work than it's really worth. So I think for me, I'd have to go with playing in the spring because then at least we have some time to kind of get all the information that we need, kind of lay out the plan that we need uh, ahead of time. 
and also be able to play Big Ten football so you're not having to go down and play the SEC or in the Big 12 or whatever. You can play in your own stadium against your own opponents, like your own conference that you're more familiar with and things like that. I just think that from a schematic standpoint, it would be a lot simpler to just push it to the spring and just go from there. And I, I do have to agree with you when it comes to playing teams you're familiar with. Because when you think about the Big Ten, you think, offensive-wise, at least I think, it's a balance, really, between running and passing. Yeah. You go to the SEC, it's not a balance. It's either this team is all passing, or this team will run the ball down your throats and you just can't stop it. Yeah. Um, with the Big 12, it's more going to be more of a balanced offense, but there are still those schools that have re- heavily rely on throwing the ball downfield. And I think looking at teams like Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, uh, we'll throw Wisconsin into the mix right now. I'm not really sure how good they're going to be this year, to be completely honest. I I have no problem with them going to another conference and playing, but my whole thing is going to be, A, how are you going to divide up a schedule now? Like these yeah. These conferences have already put out their schedules for the year. So how are you gonna de- how are you gonna be added into this schedule, and then uh, are are these conferences like the Big Twelve or the SEC are they gonna try to fixate it so now we have these primetime games where it's like Michigan Alabama Ohio State LSU Penn State Georgia or are they just gonna say okay we're gonna give it pretty much like a lottery aspect where we're gonna just draw eleven teams out of the hat and those are the eleven teams you have to play this year. Yeah, this I, that just doesn't seem very coherent to me. I mean, this is just crazy to be honest. Like we are in unprecedented times, obviously. But I would, as a Michigan fan, I I I don't want to see us in the SEC. Probably, it'd probably be very ugly. I must say. Yeah, that. and I, I mean, you know, Ethan, you mentioned with like how would the schedules and everything work out with dividing up the teams and figuring out who plays who. I think that you kind of alluded to it there, like I said a minute ago, that just from a schematic standpoint, trying to figure out all the, um, you know, who's playing who, where, and what time and all that stuff, like there's just so much that would go into it that it's almost just too much work for it to even be worthwhile. So I think that's why I said, uh, going back to my decision of just playing in the springs, I feel like it's just the simpler way to go at this point. So two players who clearly... If the seasons get pushed to the spring, will not be playing for their respective schools are Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, who have been leading this Twitter campaign of hashtag <laughs> we want to play. Yeah. And I and I get it. I was around college athletics for four years when I was down at Bowling Green. I'm a competitive person. Of course, you, you want to play your season. You want to be out there competing. And I shared with you guys a very interesting article that was written by Terry Foster, who does a show here, King and Foster, with uh, Jimmy King. And in his article, he pretty much laid out very bluntly that we had an opportunity to have a college football season. Yeah, We had an opportunity. But because, as a whole collective, a lot of us could not take the, the threat of coronavirus seriously, we, we, we've... we've we don't deserve the opportunity now. It's gone because we haven't taken the necessary steps to control the control the issue. And I'm with him because as much as our president 
and a lot of these other people that are buying into the we want to play movement say well younger people don't get covid or die from covid as much as the older population that's true you know that's fine we can contract it we typically aren't dying from it but we can definitely contract it what i think and i and i liked how terry put it in his article was as the coaches and the adults in the room we have to protect the players because they are in a sense being taken advantage of when it comes to college athletics michigan makes 120 million dollars in revenue off of football alone a player doesn't see a dime of it yeah the coaches get paid and they get paid good yeah a player doesn't seem see a dime of it so if i'm a michigan player and yes i want to compete but do I want to risk catching COVID? Yeah, I won't die from it. But there's a high chance I can get a heart condition now. Yeah. Now, two years from now, if I'm playing football and I collapse and I'm, I'm dead, you know what it relates back to? It relates back to not protecting the athletes. So as much as they say, we'll have them sign a waiver so the, so the, that's school, the school can't be sued, I, I think that's a joke. For sure. Because you can sign the waiver. But you won't really ever know yeah. if it did something or did not do something to you because we don't know how long it takes for this heart uh, heart condition, this heart, I think it's like thinning or thickening, whatever it is, yeah. will affect you. Yeah, you the, don't know when these things will affect you. These same people that are speaking up for like players' rights and like, oh, it's part, players' union, and then they say, oh, players should sign away their rights and to a waiver. That makes no sense. I mean, all. the whole waiver thing is they're saying if we sign it, then we will never hold the, the school responsible so I'm that sorry. we can go out and play. But my, my whole issue is you, and I don't want to make this a political thing because <laughs> to me, it just it does aggravate me. But when you have the politicians of the world, I'm just going to put it that way, put saying, it. you know, you can, you should have to go back and play. You should have to go play uh, or, you know, your scholarship shouldn't be honored or this or that, whatever. My issue is, is that you're not setting the precedence. Yeah. You, you know, a lot of these people we're seeing speak out are speaking out, but they're contradicting what they've previously said. Or they're doubling down on what they said, where it's young people can't get COVID. I know for 100% fact that is BS. For sure. I know people have gotten COVID. Some younger than me, some my age. There are young kids who have died yeah. from COVID. Uh, recently, you had a seven-year-old yeah. die. I mean, he was the they were the youngest to die from COVID. For sure. But at the same time, you cannot 100% say that playing football will will not result in you getting COVID. And I heard this from Dabo Sweeney. And it was more or less, and I get it from this aspect of they're safer here at the campus than they are back home. And I get that because some of these players probably are from areas that are having higher numbers of COVID where maybe at Clemson the numbers aren't as high. And yeah. I get that. Uh, you don't want to always have to send somebody back to an area where there is a higher chance of them getting it. But to say that because they're here to play football, they really don't have a shot of getting COVID, it's ridiculous. And they're not only on campus. They're traveling, too. They're, they're going to be traveling. And the whole thing of, well, can we put them in a bubble? Or can we you know, give them a, a, set of, a set of rules that they have to abide by so we can kind of keep an eye on them and they don't contract COVID? Look at the Cleveland Indians. 
<laughs> yesterday came out that Mike Clevenger and Zach Plesac were both um, they both violated the team's protocols for co- for this COVID process. What what baffled me was that Zach Plesac had to get in a car and drive home, but Clevenger was good to fly on the team plane. But regardless of that, you have adults, adults that are older than these college athletes who even are getting paid for their sport, who can't even follow simple procedures. How do you expect a 17 to 22-year-old who's stuck on your college campus to follow these procedures? Some will. Without a doubt, I believe some will. Yeah. But there's going to be a good handful that are going to laugh at it and be like, I'm not doing that. I mean, they already have a lot of rules to follow. Now you're increasing the rules inside of a bubble and they're not being paid. Yeah. And I mean, you're going to see a lot more, I feel like, if that's the case. You're going to see a lot more Lou Williams type situations. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm going to go out for some wings. Yeah. I'll be back. I'm go to the club. It's a party yeah. here. You know what I'm saying? It, there's yeah. no way that's happening. And, and I think it's ridiculous. Not so much ridiculous, but I, I really I really don't think people realize that these are still young adults who are still, you know, they want to explore life. Yeah. They're not just going to chill in their dorm room all day. Yeah, they want to be outside. Yeah. And it, it, to me, it just baffles me that we that they're truly pushing for this and saying the chances of getting COVID are, you know, not there. They are there. And that, that needs to be you know, pushed out there. But I get the the competitive aspect from these players that we want to play. I get it. Yeah. And, you know, as a fan, I would love to see college football. But I want to see it only if we are really protecting these athletes. For sure. And I think one of the things for me is, like, I remember I saw a couple days ago on Twitter that people were talking about, you know, sports are basically your reward for the country doing the right things and doing the things that they were supposed to do to get the numbers down. And we haven't done that yet. So we don't really get that reward. And it's almost like as a country, we're being like that spoiled kid that isn't getting what they want, even though they did nothing whatsoever to deserve it. So we're kind of just, you know, stomping our feet, kind of saying like, why, why aren't we getting what we want? And it's like, well, look at some of the other countries, like they don't have any COVID cases. Like there's one that says they haven't, had a covid case in like over a month and they get to have sports we don't because we're not there yet and we're not even remotely close like we haven't done what needs to be done for us to get what we want yet yeah we're crying out for college football but then every day on twitter you see a video of someone throwing a tantrum because they're forced to wear a mask in some store it's ridiculous and i i love when people bring up other countries in covid (laughs) Look at South Korea. There is a reason South Korea got baseball back so quickly. It's because people wore the damn mask. People and knew their government said you got to wear a mask or else this will get out of control. Yeah. They got the COVID numbers under control within only a few months, if that. We're now, what, six months into this thing? And we still have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. I, I'm sick and tired of hearing a vaccine is right around the corner. Uh, we are yeah. about to get a vaccine. How you gonna... It shouldn't need to come to that. I mean, exactly. But I mean, like... you eventually want a vaccine. Great. But we still have no idea what the hell COVID is. <laughs> I mean, there is no de- I have not been able to ever find yeah. w- definitively what COVID is. How can you make a vaccine for something you have no idea what it is? 
You guys look at Italy. They were much higher yeah. than us. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. they became a ghost they, town for they, like a month or they two. Were the, yeah. they were and the, they're playing soccer two times a week now. Yeah, they, they were hit the hardest, the earliest. And the world saw that. Yeah. Now, my whole thing is you see that immediately. If you're in the White House, how are you not saying, okay, we need to prepare for this? We need to prepare for this. Why did we only ban like people coming from China? Why did we not ban people coming from Europe? Because this is the the, the Chinese virus, <laughs> the as China he like, virus, as he likes to say. This is the <laughs> Chinese virus. But I, I would like to point out: we talked a little bit about high school athletics. Yeah. The Ohio High School Athletic Association has done something very interesting for their football season, and I wonder if this would be something that you know the Michigan High School Athletic Association would be willing to do. It may or may not work. I don't know if it will work in Ohio. But they've said they're going to have a six-game regular season. And then for the playoffs, every team will be a part of the playoffs. Is that, is that something as a as a high school, you know, athlete? You're saying, okay, we, can, we have our six weeks to get prepared, and then it's playoff time. But everybody's got a shot now. Yeah. I mean, as a high school, as a as a former high school athlete, I would have loved that. You know, I I only got to play six regular season games, and then it's then it's go time for the playoffs. So then, when do they expect the season to be over by? Is it like they haven't set a yeah, they haven't set an end date. So hmm. I mean, pro- it's probably because you do have to weigh out if this is actually even going to make it. Yeah. yeah, that the timetable for me is kind of what I'm looking at is because if everybody makes it, like that's a ton of teams. Mm-hmm. So. It, it would almost seem like the postseason would be, like, twice as long as the actual season would take to play because if everybody makes it, like, you got to go down the line of, like, every single matchup and just, like, weeding it down until you get to that, like, final four or final two or whatever. But, yeah. I mean, as far as the um, the interesting part about everybody making it, I mean, for my high school specifically, I think in the last decade they've made the playoffs once, and it was, like, two years ago. So for somebody like me whose team never made it, like, ever, it would – Definitely be fun to see them actually make it, but it would be kind of like one of those participation trophy situations where it's like, you made it because everybody made it. Like, you were going to make it even if you went 0-6. But the thing is, what if you go 0-6 and and then you run the table? Or you go 0-6 and get mercyed in the first round. (laughs) I mean, it could go either way. But I like how you bring up the point of the participation trophy in a sense. But you could be a team with, you know, talent, but not figure it out till week seven. Yeah. yeah, which would be the first round of the playoffs. I mean, I get it. If you go zero and six, real realistically, you never deserve to be in the playoffs unless you <laughs> lose every game by a point in the last second. I mean, there are those games where your heart just gets broken. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, there's always a bad call. Oh, sorry, that was me speaking as a Lions fan. But there's always <laughs> a bad call. Um, <sighs> but no, realistically, looking at this, I think it would be interesting if Michigan followed Ohio's example. I just don't know if it's if it's a realistic possibility. Yeah, because I mean, you know, the MHSAA plays like what nine games traditionally, mm-hmm. so you'd be taking out a third of the schedule. But then, if everybody makes it, you have a chance to at least make up one of those games with that seventh game being in the postseason. So I mean, really, at that point, you're just missing the two games. So I mean, and really, for a lot of these teams, it's like you know pretty early on in the season who's going to make it and who's not traditionally and then there's like maybe a few teams here and there that are kind of on that bubble but usually every year you you pretty much know who's gonna make it like pretty early on 
And 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 then the last thing that I want to talk about real quickly with whether or not we'll see college football or not. If you are an NFL scout and you you see no college football is going to happen at all this year, what is your biggest worry? How are you, how are you going to recruit these guys? Because they are not recruit, but how are you going to figure out who you're going to draft? Yeah. Because most most uh, scouts say, let's go back to the tape. Well, for some of these guys, you're not going to have much tape to go on. Um, and it's going to be really interesting, and I just want your take. If you're if you're an NFL team, how do you want the draft decided if it comes to there's no college football this year? If if there's very – let's say maybe they get through six weeks of the NFL. Do you want it by lottery? Do you want it by how, – how do you want it decided? I think for me – Given the fact that that if the college season is canceled or maybe they play like the first half or something and then they decide to shut it down and like you said they might not have as much film on some guys and they didn't necessarily get the opportunity to see these guys in person that much, I I wouldn't be surprised if they went to a shorter draft model, kind of like how the MLB did the what was it like five, five rounds or something? Yeah, five rounds. So I think instead of doing the seven, maybe they go to like four and then you just give teams the opportunity to pick up a ton of undrafted free agents and things like that to be able to fill out their rosters Hmm. as a Lions fan you know we are typically you know towards the bottom of the standings we always get shafted it seems like in these types the Red Wings just got shafted Mm -hmm. which we'll probably talk about later as a Lions fan I I don't want a lottery because we're going to be bad and I want I want us to have that top three, top four, five pick again. You know, I want that surety with the pick. Oh, and I and I get it. I mean, personally, I think all if if one sport has a lottery, every sport should have a lottery. But we've run out of time for this episode of the wrap. Once again, Ethan, Stephen, and Ellington here in studio. We'll find out soon if uh, the Big Ten, Pac-12 are going to even have a season this year. Yep, I'm still monitoring it. I haven't seen really much of anything yet, but I'll let you guys know when I see something pop up. But be sure to tune in as we talk more sports next.